Welcome, everybody, to the Joe Random Sports Podcast, the famous name from MLB The Show Career Mode, started a group of fantasy leagues years ago. And today, we gather with longtime Joe Random, Stephen Thayer, and Matt Ramirez to talk all things sports with the Joe Randoms. We hope you enjoy. And remember, just keep swishing and don't strike out. All right, welcome everybody to the Joe Random Sports Podcast. Steven Theron, Matt Ramirez here. We are doing quarterback rankings today. Very excited for this show. First of all, Matt, as always, it's been a bit. So how are things going, my man? Life's good, Steven. It's, uh, it's been too long. I'm excited to talk some football again. Uh, yeah, I got a summer full of uh, weddings and bachelor parties to attend, so... Uh, it's been busy, but all fun stuff. How about you? Very good over here. Very good in uh, Iowa right now. It's very hot. It's very humid, but having a good time and uh, very excited for football season. This is a great time of year for the podcasts. That's when we really start cranking out all our episodes. We have a whole lineup of preseason shows we want to get to. Um, we appreciate the follow, the like, the share. You can follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Twitter, and TikTok at Joe Randoms SN. That's Joe Randoms SN. So uh, we we appreciate all the support, Matt. Uh, I got some news for you before we get into this. Okay, what you got? I am going to play golf tomorrow at okay CPC Deer Run. Ooh. The John Deere Classic. That's a that's a good course to check off. First time to play on a big time course. Uh, so very excited. Hats off to uh, to the folks over here in Davenport to to hook us up. Yeah, they also just had the tournament, Stephen. So tell me about the the conditions and stuff and how everything was after the round. What I've been doing, uh, sort of doing in the last year or so, is I've been collecting pencils from all the the nice courses I play. Oh, that's and then eventually I'll hopefully I'll get enough and I'll put them in a little uh, collection spot on the wall. Ah, that's a great idea. A little instead of stadium souvenir, a little golf course souvenir. Yeah, exactly. So a little tip for anyone wanting to collect some golf memorabilia because there's not not, you know, tickets or uh, little ice cream cups with the helmet. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm excited to hear how it goes for you. That's that's a great one. Thank you. I'm just hoping I don't crap the bed and don't lose too many balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it keep it in front of you. Uh, get rid of those three putts, and you'll have a great time. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Well, I don't want to delay any further. This is going to be a loaded episode. We've been hyping this up for way too long. Finally, we're doing our 2023 quarterback rankings. Whew. I'm ready for this one, Matt. We, uh, we've had some little debates already, so I'm, I'm ready to, to let it rip. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've put uh, almost too much thought into this at, at, at this point. It's been fun putting the ranks together where we do, we do have some disagreements, and I'm excited to talk about it. So at least from our preliminary uh, list. But, yeah, shoot, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And for the listeners, we broke this up into tiers. Matt and I have slightly different tiers, but for the most part, 
they're they're pretty the same. So Matt, why don't you describe your tiers first before we get into it? Yeah, um, I mean, I think this should be said, especially after uh, after my prediction on last year's NFL season. I think I need I owe Mister Patrick Mahomes a slight apology. Uh, he's in a tier of his own. Uh, I will not be mentioning otherwise until uh, until proven otherwise at this point. So um, tier one is is can carry a team to a Super Bowl win. And I, I have two quarterbacks in there, but Mahomes is his own tier. So I want to start with that. Um, tier two can win a Super Bowl with a good team and coaching staff around. So good doesn't have to be absolutely perfect, but um, it can happen. Tier three uh, can win a Super Bowl with an elite team and staff surrounding them, you know, a la the the Rams a couple of years ago with basically a perfect staff and, a, and an elite team. Uh, can go to a Super Bowl with an elite team surrounding them and staff. Uh, so you're looking at, you know, a guy that like uh, uh, Jared Goff is going to be in this tier sneak peek um, guy that can get you to a Super Bowl, but I don't think he's going to be able to win the big game. Um, tier five rookies, first year starters, um, tier six can win a playoff games if, if the star aligns. Um, so a lot of things have to go right. Uh, tier seven, I actually adjusted this from what I sent you originally. Tier seven is they suck. Um, aren't very good at football at this point in time. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, I, I went by similar metrics, but uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the nuances of that. Starting from 32 down. So All right. we got we to build it up a little bit, right? So yep. for you, you call it tier seven, the rest. For me, I called it. <laughs> I, I called it tier six because I used a tier zero for Patrick Mahomes. There's full disclosure. I don't think there's any surprise. Okay. There. But basically, our bottom tier, uh, we are very close here. We have three of the exact same quarterbacks. Uh, we both agree that Sam Howell is our number thirty-two. I mean, do you have anything to say there? I can't believe the. Uh, what are the commanders at this point? I stuck with him. I don't like, I guess they're tanking for Caleb Williams. Hopefully with the sale of the team, they can turn things around. I don't know. We can get into this more with our NFL preview episode, but to me, this just made no sense. They had a chance to legitimately get Lamar Jackson. You know, I was a big proponent of that. Eric BM yep. coming in could have got almost any quarterback he wanted. Ron Rivera is in a contract year. They were 500 last year. They have a pretty good roster. You want to compete in that division, the best division of football last year. You figure you get somebody, and yet the enemy comes in, and I almost feel like it was an ego move of, hey, I'm going to show everybody that I'm head coach worthy because I'm taking a bottom-tier, bottom-of-the-barrel NFL quarterback in Sam Howell, and I'm going to turn this thing into a monster. And I, you're going off of one game, and it wasn't all that impressive. So good luck, all, buddy. <laughs> we all know how UNC mid-round quarterbacks pan out, a la Mitch Trubisky. Wow, he wasn't mid-round, but uh, should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. It's uh, how's how's bottom of the bell right now for me. Yeah, and he hasn't done anything to prove us that he should be higher than this. So it's not an attack against him. I'm sure he could do a fine job managing an offense, but. This, this could be a very, very big disaster for Washington. Um, we pretty much flip-flop our 30 and 31, uh, but more or less the same. 
I had Baker Mayfield at 31, you had Desmond Ritter at 31, and then vice versa for our 30s. I mean, Ritter, I was actually kind of excited about Ritter coming out of uh, Cincinnati, but I mean, last year didn't show anything in the couple games that he got to play. Uh, in a run-heavy offense, it's going to be the the Bijan show over there. And uh, I, I just, I don't think, there's there's no upside with him. Um, and same thing with Baker. Uh, Baker actually has a pretty good opportunity with some good weapons. Um, so, I mean, if this doesn't work out for Baker, I mean, he's going to be a career backup at this point. So, just absolutely. what do you think about Baker? I know you've been kind of hot and cold with him. No, I've never been hot with Baker. Um, sorry, Fish. Uh, it's <laughs> he's he's been on my crap list for a few years now. Two and eight as a quarterback last year. He's simply just not good. All he is a fill-in guy for now. I'm surprised Tampa Bay is comfortable rolling him out as number one. I mean, you take Jameis Winston at this point. So I just just don't think it's a it's a good play. And, you know, the reason I had Desmond higher than him is because he got his feet wet last year and he wasn't particularly bad. You know, I, I think he could be a good uh, a good development project in this young potent offense. So I, I like the potential outlook of Ritter, but obviously these guys in this tier have not done enough to put them any higher. Very fair. Yeah, I think the upside of Ritter is definitely possible. Possible, yeah. All right, and this is where our first disagreement comes. Um, in fact, your number 29 is seven points lower than where I have him. So let's go there. Uh, you have Ryan Tannehill at 29. So what what's going on with that? I mean, I think at this point, I think age, I think the system he's in with the run heavy, you know, Derrick Henry focused offense. Um, I just, I, I think Derek, or I think Derrick Henry, I think Ryan Tannehill at this point is, is just, just a guy. <laughs> um, and like 49 QBR, um, 20, 24th on the ranking, uh, 13 touchdowns, six picks. Like that's not bad. Um, his completion percentage dropped a bit last year. I just think he's trending in the wrong direction. And this similar, it's like to your Ritter's projection projectability. I think Tannehill is on the other end of that and on his way down. So I think you have him way too low. Um, this guy wasn't bad before he got hurt last year. And he had back-to-back 100-plus QB ratings the two seasons before when the Titans made the playoffs. To me, he's a solid quarterback in a contract year. He's more proven than a lot of guys on this list. I understand your reservations with him in terms of health, and you know he's not that exciting necessarily, but the fact that you have him above guys who have never set foot on the football field is shocking to me. I, I, I really I think the Titans are a competitive team with Ryan Tannehill under center. And uh, I, I have to be proven otherwise, because until he got hurt last year, they were doing OK. Yeah, I, I just think the football team has gone in, a, in the wrong direction. Obviously, adding Hopkins helps. But other than that, no weapons. Um, offensive line is taking a step, step back. Um, and for me, like, I just don't see if like the floor is lowering and the ceiling is lowering on Ryan Tannehill in his career. So. Uh, seems like a good enough guy. Maybe he can prove me wrong. I mean, I, I understand that there's no ceiling left, 
But man, I, you're taking a big gamble if you're taking, you know, again, some of these guys who have never set foot on a football field over a guy where you know what you're going to get, accomplished veteran. So I, I like but if you know you're going to get average to bad QB play, like what's the point? You know what I mean? But it worked for Vrabel, right? I mean, now and you forgot to mention Derrick Henry. He's the weapon in the offense, right? All he's also can- almost 30. Like he's not going to make it a whole year. Like let's let's say that because AJ Brown was was the guy. They didn't have him last year. Now you have a replacement in AJ Brown with DeAndre Hopkins, and it's basically the same team. I I, I, I don't see a problem with that. It's that's they're going to be competitive in the division. And that's all you really ask for from a guy in a contract year. He's sure he's overpaid. We'll see, we'll see what, where we'll see where they're predicted on my uh, predictions list. So I have Kenny Pickett at 29 and, and this is like my first example of how could you put Tannehill behind Kenny Pickett? I mean, he, he was, he was bad last year. I mean, I, I, I see, potential in Kenny Pickett. I like that he can run the football. I I like his uh, playmaking ability. He wasn't very sharp last year, but he showed enough promise. Uh, but yeah, 29th for me, he's the, the last guy in this bottom tier for me. Yep. So I, I mean, I have Kenny at the next spot. I have him at 28 um, under can win a playoff game if the stars align. <laughs> I don't even know if we're there and yet. I think- I mean, the Steelers. The Steelers got a good team. If they, if let's say the Steelers are in the AFC South, like they're probably making a pretty good run at winning a, like at least getting to the playoffs. And I think the, at this point in his career, he could win a playoff game. Um, I mean, a higher QBR than Tannehill last year as a rookie. Um, I just think there's just a whole lot more ceiling for for Pickett than there is for Tannehill, and it's. Like arm talent wise, probably pretty similar. Obviously, Pickett turned the ball over more than Tannehill. Um, I don't know. I think we're just we're splitting hairs at that point with uh, with those two. Uh, splitting a lot of hairs with me. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, concludes my bottom tier six. Ryan Tannehill concludes your tier seven, your last tier. Uh, in your yep. 20- 20, so you had Kenny Pickett at 28. This is where I went my rookie tier, um, including Jordan Love, because we really haven't seen a lot. I have Anthony yep. Richardson at 28, uh, CJ Stroud at 27, and Bryce Young at 26, and uh, Jordan Love at 25. It's simply just because I'm going off of the – this is a chalk. Love has ex- experience, right? He has more experience than the other three guys. And I'm just going by draft order in terms of, hey, Bryce went one because they think he's the best quarterback out of the class, CJ two and Richardson three for those same reasons. So I have them as the 26, 25 or 28, basically unproven guys. And I like their projectability better than the guys that we just listed below them. So that's pretty much the my reasoning there. I, I love what Bryce Young could potentially do with uh, Frank Reich and C.J. Stroud could could be, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Ohio State quarterbacks, but I'm willing to give him a shot. Anthony Richardson has all the athletic talent in the world. You know, it, it's, it's a different look for the Colts, so I like them. The difference is 
I have Mac Jones in front of those guys, and you have Mac Jones behind those guys at 27. So go on your rant about Mac Jones. Yeah, you want to talk about a guy with no upside. I want like Mac Jones is it. He is uh, my comp for him would be uh, Derek Anderson. I think is a good comp for him. Uh, no mobility, no arm strength, fairly accurate. Um, probably pretty smart, can process information. Um, that being said, I think uh, I think Mac Jones is the most below average NFL quarterback prototype you could think of. Um, there's just there's nothing going for me. He is what he is, um, and I don't see any ways with that garbage New England coaching staff and offensive weapons that they put together. Um, I just don't see any way of uh, him getting any better. Yeah. You're right that there really is no upside there. Um, I have him at 24, just ahead of love Bryce, CJ and Richardson simply just because of he's been on the football field. Uh, he's sure he had a lot of regression last year, but still more pedigree than those rookies. And, He's not necessarily going to cost you a game either. He just he's just not going to win you as many. He's a worse yeah. He's a worse game manager than you know Alex Smith, for example. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, to me, I have Mac Jones at the top of that rookie tier. Yeah. For me, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, you know, if there was a draft with you know Bryce Bryce Young, Love, Stroud, Richardson, and Mac, what would the order be? And I think Mac would be the last pick out of that group right now. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're, that's fair. Yeah. And I, I, I took it more from the approach of, like, what have they done? And what will they potentially do? Uh, and so that's yep. why I was like, all right, well, until the rookies have done something on the field, I really don't know. And that's why I, it's like I'll, I'll take the sure bet this year that Mac outperforms the love Bryce, CJ, Richardson. That's fair. Yeah, it's it's uh, different strokes for different folks at that point. If you want a game manager, if you want the upside, so you're down to what number? Are you down to twenty four? You said now, I'm at twenty three, and uh, you twenty three. Okay, your rookie tier. You went Bryce Young at twenty three, Jordan Love twenty four, Anthony Richardson twenty five, and CJ Stroud twenty six. I mean, any reason why you put? love between young and richardson any reason why you put richardson above stroud i actually made an alteration this morning so i put um young love stroud and then richardson um i've been impressed with the moves that the texans have made uh locked up the right tackle as well as having tunsil obviously on the left side um a couple under the radar moves i mean mechie should be back uh early in the season um and I, I just, I like the, the arm talent of Stroud as much as the athleticism of Richardson is exciting. I think the only way for him to win games as a rookie is to run the piss out of the football with him. And I think that could happen. That's what I would do if I were the Colts. I'd start him week one and I'd run a wing tee <laughs> um, and just have him, you know, carry the ball 15, 20 times a game with, uh, with uh, Jonathan Taylor back there. Um, Stroud, I, I just like, like as much as I, I hate Ohio State quarterbacks, I think they're busts waiting to happen. But the guy, 
like watching his highlights last year, I mean, obviously the receivers are wide open in comparison to the NFL, but his arm talent's undeniable. Um, the one thing I am a little skeptical of are the reports of the, you know, the cognition testing. I think, I think those are, I mean, from what we can find, like, I think that's a legit concern, but um, time will tell with that. Um, Jordan Love had a couple of good games last year. That's why I have him above uh, Stratton Richardson. And the Packers are obviously a very stable franchise. And uh, like, I think he has a, a decent chance to be good. But we need to see more to get him moving up into the uh, out of the, the rookies first years, uh, first year starters category. And then Bryce Young, I like Frank Reich is kind of a quarterback whisperer. You look at his last year with uh, with Carson Wentz. I think he was like thirty something touchdowns, seven or eight picks. Um, I as much as you, some of the Colts fans might hate him. I think uh, in terms of quarterback development, he does a pretty pretty dang good job. Um, and Young is obviously the guy from week one or uh, from the get go. Now doesn't have to worry about quarterback competition. Like a guy like Richardson um, is going to be splitting reps with Minshew. So that's just less reps you get to get better. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be great. The small frame is the thing that worries me. So that's, yeah, that's 23 through 32 for us now. That that includes, that concludes your tier five. That uh, concludes my tier five. Um, So you're at 22, I'm at 23 in our tier four. So I'll go first at 23. I have Deshaun Watson. He was bad last year, and I can't stand him, obviously. Um, He's one of the few guys on this list that I don't like. Um, I actually don't like. I I, I mean, I think I could say something positive about nearly everybody else on this list. (laughs) But uh, Deshaun Watson, I I could not get him higher than this. I mean – he really hasn't played quality football in three years. Like, let's face it. And so what he did last year was just disgusting. And, and I'm actually shocked at how high some fantasy rankings have him. So I, and the Browns, Yeah, what a joke that is. And the Browns are – they're getting projected to win a decent amount of games too. So I'm a little bit interested to see where that's coming from. For right now, Deshaun Watson is on my crap list until he can actually prove that he was once the guy Uh, again. I don't know if he can, but uh, he's, he's uh, on the decline of his prime right now. Who's your 22. And so I, and I had 22 was Ryan Tannehill. So I I already. Okay. Okay. There. So why don't you give us your, your 22? Yeah. So my 22 is a great comp to Ryan Tannehill. uh, One of of your favorite players, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know this is going to hurt you listening to this some of this uh, honesty uh, to come to come your way. I just think Jimmy with uh, they're going to have a bad O-line in, in Vegas. Um, he's going to have Devante, which will help a lot. Um, no Darren Waller anymore. Uh, it goes from Kyle Shanahan calling plays to uh, an absolute joke of a second half play caller and Josh McDaniels calling plays. So, I think that's why I have a step down for Jimmy this year. Um, the upside of being able to be a cog in the machine versus being the, you know, the engine that drives the machine is a big difference. And now in Oakland or uh, in Vegas, he's going to have to be more of an engine. And uh, I just, 
I don't see it happening. So that's why I have him at 22. Hey, he passed his physical. He's out in camp. The energy's good. Uh, people are excited. He smiles. Everything's all right. Everything is all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's the Jimmy GQ, man. Like, you, you look at him and you think he's better than he is. And um, some some people will fall in love with him for uh, for that, that great smile. But you just got to look at the tape. It's just not not that great. You know what we're getting. I think he's going to be solid. I just don't think he's going to be anything crazy. I mean, I, I when you were saying you're going from Shanahan to McDaniels, I think it offsets that he already knows the system. That That's the one thing that, that is going for him in this case. Um, Even if you know the system, if they're bad plays being called, then you're kind of screwed. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he was decent with Josh McDaniels for those handful of games in New England. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be really regression from Jimmy here. Uh, that, that's, I don't see that. I just don't think he's going to be amazing either. I mean, yeah, he's going to throw for 3,200 yards, 18 t- touchdowns, 12 picks. That's, uh, that's Jimmy. For the audience, this is really, this is really hurting, hurting Steven's feelings right now. And um, I'm sorry to be doing this because I do like Jimmy as well, but I like I, him a whole lot. A whole yeah. lot less without the Niners surrounding him. I was a big fan of Derek Carr with the Raiders, and I'm a big fan. I'm going to support the Raiders with Jimmy G. I have to. I have to do it. Um, that's that's my my only bias here. I have him a little bit higher than 22. Um, at 21, this is my first, like, I think I have this guy lower than a lot of people do, uh, but that is Daniel Jones. And... Hmm. I I am just really not a believer. You know, 15 touchdowns last year through the air. Barely, barely averaged over 200 yards a game. Sure, he made steady progress throughout his career, the first four years, but he's probably capped out. And if you can contain his running, he's done. Don't tell me that the Giants actually want him running that much, right? I think Brian Dable did an excellent job last year uh, getting the most out of Daniel Jones. And I don't think he can be any better. I I really, I thought he was pretty miserable outside of just, you know, running the football and keeping his team afloat. I really, I'm not a believer in Daniel Jones. Uh, That's probably the second or third time I've said that already, but I think the giants have some stark regression this year and he's part of it. I'll go, yeah, I'll go into my full Daniel Jones rebuttal, but you said it in your own argument, like he's gotten better every single year. So I think it's very possible he improves as a thrower again. I think he's capped. I think we've seen it. Uh, that's, I can't see him getting any better than that. You know, you, you look at, he was a, what, a four-year college quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. and Three or four, yeah. You know, and now he's four years in the league. How much better can he get if he hasn't gotten there already, right? That's I, I don't know if the, there there can be a late bloomer argument here. Yeah, I mean Drew Brees, four year starter at Purdue, didn't get good until the right system came under him. You got the right system now, second year in the system. I think he can get better, but time will tell on that one. I got my full rebuttal here in a little bit when we get to DJ. All right. All right. For me at 21, speaking speaking yeah. of guys that, that can't throw, I got Justin Fields. Okay, 
so this is good. This is so we're not too far off here. No, I just think yeah, we're uh, we're reversed on who uh, who we think might get might get better. So um, yeah, I got. Let's look at it. Let's look at the numbers here. Uh, Justin Fields, fifteen games played, fifty-four QBR, which is his best stat. Um, seventeen touchdowns, eleven picks in fifteen games, barely cracking sixty percent on completion percentage. Uh, almost dead last in the league in attempts. So obviously the play calling isn't uh, revolving around him throwing the ball. Um, but I don't mind this for the Bears. Uh, you get a QB, you you know you run the crap out of him and. If he gets banged up, you know, it's similar to the running back model where you have a quarterback who can throw, um, but the primary is running and you just use his talents to the most of his abilities and then see what happens. But I think Fields is just a bad thrower of the football at this point in his career. Yeah, I, I think you have him a lot lower than a lot of the experts. I have him at 19, so not much higher either. I think people are getting excited by he's always oh, a top 10 fantasy quarterback now. And they, they're like, Oh, the fields are so good. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> let's, let's hold, hold your, your horses here because yeah, he, you stated it. He was not a good actual thrower of the football last year. And he cost his team a lot of games, a lot of games. And that, that was, Stubbornness to run the football, sure, he was really good at it, but that's not a winning model, uh, at least not in the current system that the Bears are running. So, um, you know, you, you like the progress that he made from, you know, year one to year two. And, um, you know, he's, but he's, yeah, he's not proven. He makes a lot of mistakes. That's why I had him pretty low at 19. I, I think he's going to get hurt. I really do. Yeah, I mean, the model with how at his size, like to be running as, as much as he is, like, I don't, yeah, I don't ever like to predict injuries, but that could, uh, that could be one lumen for sure. All right. I'll say my 20 because it's close to your ranking. And then you can give me your 20 and we'll have a nice debate about that. <laughs> um, so okay. I took Wilson at 20 horrendous last season well documented don't really need to explain more about that the whole joke about more toilets in his house than touchdown passes seemed to to hold true and i'm just curious to see how much of that was coaching related and we're going to see that this year um, nathaniel hackett's out of there he was terrible and um let's see if champagne can do anything and so to so to speak resurrect his career I, I couldn't put him higher than, than 20. It was just so bad, so bad. So that's uh, that's all I got on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'll get to Russell in a second. He's coming up quick. Um, but my 20 is Derek Carr. Um, and I actually had him lower originally. Um, and I went on, I think I had Carr at 11 or 12 last year. I was, a, I mean, yeah. I'm a huge Derek Carr fan. Um, I just... At this point in his career, he's proven to be proven to be good enough to get you beat. Like he gets you to hang around in games. 
he he does a lot of great things elite arm talent leader of 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 men on the football field uh great great locker room guy but when it comes down and when you need a touchdown and you need red zone execution and you need fourth quarter drives he's i mean fourth quarter drives i should take back because he has a lot of game when he drives but when you need red zone execution and touchdowns on the board he's just he's not that guy and um i think a great situation um could lead to him you know having a lot of success and i think new orleans is actually a good spot for him um but right now he's he's number 20 for me i can't believe that you put some of these guys ahead of him I really can't believe it. I'll save more of my, my Derek Carr stuff in a second. Uh, you had Deshaun Watson at 19. Did you want to say anything more about him? I just think he's shown elite, elite level of football. I, I don't factor in the off-the-field stuff. Um, obviously, it's been a couple of years since he was great. Um, last year was kind of his, you know, like similar to – Michael Vick, when he came back from prison with the Eagles, like got his feet wet for a year. And then the next year he was really good. Um, I don't think Watson's going to get back to what he was, but I think the situation surrounding him, the physical talent is still there. It just seemed like he was a little overwhelmed um, mentally getting back into the game last year. So I think, uh, I think Watson's upside is a whole lot higher than cars. And I think the floor is still a little bit higher than car as well which is going to piss you off a little bit, but that's, that's what I see. And I'd much rather take Carr with the Saints than Watson and the Browns. Uh, you've got Russell Wilson at 18, so we're pretty close there. Yep. Yep, Russell at 18. I just I don't think a guy who was so elite of the elite for so long and still in his, you know, age prime of quarterback, I don't think he can just get broken all of a sudden without an injury, without, you know, anything like that. And I think Sean Payton's going to resurrect his career a little bit. So I think he has a chance to, you know, get back into the, the tier three. But for now, he's can get to a Super Bowl only with an elite team uh, staff surrounding him. So I think he has an elite staff now, uh, coaching staff around him. We'll see how good the team is and how far they can go in a tough division. Yeah. So I had Justin Fields at 19. My 18 is Tua. And you were very close there. You had him as your next guy at 17. Um, I think there are a lot of questions with Tua's health this year. And no question, he absolutely lit it up last year. It was really fun to watch. It was a huge surprise. But Mike McDaniel really unlocked something in him. But Oh, man. Uh, am I being too cautious with this, Matt? Or are we, are we overlooking that the health is not a big issue? But I just feel like concussions and head injuries, and we might have seen the best of Tua. I totally agree. Um, it makes me nervous with the concussions, right, where, um, you know, he's clearly has the talent to be a solid orchestrator of an offense. Um, but shoot, I, the, the trepidations are real. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if, if he's healthy, things are looking good. That's why I have him above fields and Wilson and Daniel Jones, but, um, Daniel Jones is your next guy at 16. Um, I had Jimmy. So, 
I so mean, we both had Tua exactly on 17. Was okay, that right? So you had him at 17. I had him at 18. And then I I had Jimmy at 17. We've already talked about Jimmy. I, I think – and actually, yeah. I think Jimmy and Tua are very similar. I, I really do in terms of their ability to run an offense, like throw some quick darts and – uh, I, I think run an offense effectively. And obviously I'm biased to Jimmy. That's why I had him a little bit higher than Tua. I think he's accomplished more in his career. He's won more playoff games in his career. So that's why I've got him there. But uh, yeah, uh, moving to 16. Yeah, that now give me your Daniel Jones argument. Yeah, so I mean, Daniel Jones has gotten better every single year he's been in the league. Added went from 60%. 62%, 64%. Now he's at 67% completion. Um, athletic ability is there. So regardless of, you know, if it's kind of a crutch for him right now, it's still there. Um, the Giants added or obviously brought back Saquon, added Darren Waller. Great offensive mind for his coach. And I think that's a huge part of it. Um, and I think Daniel Jones can be a guy that can get, you know, 25 touchdowns, 10 to 12 picks, run for a few hundred yards. And I think he could be a really solid NFL starter, and that's kind of how I have him ranked right there in the middle. All right. I don't disagree with anything there. I just – I just – I'm out on it. I, 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 yeah. I, you, you think there's still some room for more progression, and I think he's, he's done. I, I'm not as high on the Giants, obviously. You know, it's crazy. Last year, I was completely out on Daniel Jones, and this year, I'm semi-in on him. And last year, I was all in on Derek Carr, and now this year, I'm kind of out on him. So, we'll see if I'm overreacting or underreacting to the trends. It's weird how things change. I mean, Daniel Jones' I think two highest games last year where he touched 300 yards was against the Vikings, who had the worst defense in the league. That's it's pretty bad. I mean, yeah, but you got to take advantage of, you know, your your bad opponents. Like, you can't penalize the guy for having a good game against his bad team. Like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? It's like you should have better games against other teams, too, where he just wasn't barely even touching 200 yards. Yeah, but who is he throwing to? Like, their receiving room last year was an absolute joke. It was pretty bad, no doubt. I think it was a certain way. Like, you look at the 15 touchdowns only, the 3,200 passing yards only. Dable didn't want him throwing the ball that much because he wasn't comfortable with him stretching the field. Honestly, a lot of it was Daniel Jones tucking and running, too. Like, with fields where he has the design runs, like, a lot of those Daniel Jones ones are like, first read, not there, I'm running. Like, I don't – yeah. I think they're they're very similar, and um, I just think the oh, arm Kaepernick. talent of Jones is a little bit higher. So we saw that with Kaepernick. Yeah, honestly, they're that's a that's a great player comp for him. You're not wrong. So you had Daniel Jones at 16. All right, here comes another big disagreement. I have Brock Purdy at 16, and like I think this is where I'll have to challenge you on your bias, Matt, because I feel like you have him way too high on this list. But to me. He was really good in the small sample size. You couldn't have asked for more. We'll see how he bounces back from surgery. And that's that's really my biggest question. I did not really have questions about him. I think he proved everything he needed to prove for me. But now he's been hurt. And I need I need to prove need proof 
that he can come back from a pretty serious elbow injury. I mean, we're talking about 2023 Drew Brees is who we're talking about. But uh, I'll get there in a sec. I'll get to Brock in a sec. All right. All right. You have Jared Goff at 15. I have Geno Smith at 15, which was also close to where you had Geno. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Jared Goff at 15, I, I had him at 12. So we're pretty close there. I mean, I think he had a lot of progress last year, Jared Goff. Uh, he's, he's trending upward and he's becoming a more reliable option. A lot of lot of hope and hype with the Lions, and uh, I, I I believe you when he says, "Yeah, you can get to a Super Bowl with an elite team around him." Yeah, I mean, consummate professional, right? Like he's going to show up every day, um, do his job. the The limitation with Goff is obviously the legs. There's no uh, no mobility there, but in terms of delivering the football. It's, Jared Goff, you know, played in the 80s or 90s. He would have probably been a Hall of Fame type quarterback. But with uh, how offenses and how fast defenses are now, I think um, he's limited, but uh, good enough to get you to a Super Bowl for sure. Uh, Right system, right pieces around him. Yeah, so I took Geno Smith at 15, and, and he actually concludes my tier four. You have a couple guys that you still want to include in that tier. Um, Gino made a lot of improvement last year. Really, really good game manager. Throws one of the prettiest balls in football. Good leader. Has some rushing ability. I just don't know if there's anything special, and that's why I have him where he's at. I mean, I think a good defense can pretty much take care of him, as we saw with the Niners. But he's good. He's good. It's a, it's kind of a remarkable story, the, the turnaround that he made from being a backup who was ridiculed and couldn't do anything to now being a formidable NFL starter. So I've got him at 15. Again, concludes my tier four. You have him at 14. So pretty close there. I'm really glad you brought up uh, one of the prettiest balls in football. This guy's throwing motion and the way the ball comes out is just a thing of beauty. It might be my favorite of all time. How good he throws the football. Visually, visually. Like, I, I knew you would go. Yeah, like it's it's him. It's uh, Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino. Like, I I really think his throwing motion, the way the ball comes out, is just. I it sucks that he plays with the Seahawks, but go ahead. Yeah, let's finish your tier four. You okay. you have Kyler Murray at thirteen, and you have Dak at twelve. So I guess tell me why they're they're not a tier above. Yeah, I think Kyler has all the physical traits um, to be maybe in tier one or two, realistically. Um, arm talent, agility, speed, obviously can read a defense well, make all the right decisions. But you talk about lack of leadership and uh, issues in the locker room, that type of stuff. Like Kyler, especially watching Hard Knocks last year, like Kyler is just not that guy for me. He's reserved, quiet, um, kind of a powder, I think would be a good P-O-U-T-E-R, powder. Um, and I, I just, just doesn't come across like a franchise quarterback for me. So um, that's why I have him still uh, as talented as he is and only the getting to a Super Bowl tier. So I had Kyler next at 14, but I have him okay. a tier above. And it's just, 
it's just hard to rank him right now because we don't really know what week he's going to come back with the ACL injury. So, I mean, this is a good chance he misses half the season. It's really hard to rank him. The, the funny thing is, I don't know if I'd put him much, much higher or lower than this. You know, I, I've been pretty low on Kyler since last year. I don't think he is a top 12 quarterback in this league um, based on some of the things that you mentioned with not being able to lead an offense and using his legs as a crutch or uh, whatever it might be, the, the game planning, whatever it is. I just have, have not been thrilled with his production the last year and a half or so. So that's why I had him at 14. He's obviously a threat when he's on the field. You know, the NFL needs him on the field. He, he is exciting to watch when he's on. But uh, especially with him missing some games this year, I, I couldn't really put him any higher than that. And he's obviously a better quarterback than Geno Smith and more dynamic than Brock Purdy and Jimmy and some of the other guys I had behind him. Yep, totally fair. So that's your that was your 14, was Kyler? Yep. <laughs> All right, so I took Derek Carr at 13. Oof! A full oh seven spots higher than where you had him at freaking 20. Right? I, I know it was rough last year. It was one of his worst years of his career. But he's in a familiar system now. He's going to be better. He's not old yet, right? He's not old. He's poised to make a run. He's in a division that allows him to be successful. He has weapons. I think – and he has a really good defense, right? He's never had a good defense with the Raiders, ever. And finally, you give him a surrounding team that could do some damage. He's getting paid a lot of money. You know, sometimes, you know, that signifies a lot of good things. So, man, I, uh, I, I think he's 13. I have him in Tier 3. I, I agree. I think he could win a Super Bowl with an elite team around him. And you, you have him, you have oh him my gosh. getting you, you have him getting to a Super Bowl. I say he could win if he has an elite team around him. I, I, he's good. He's good. Why, he's I don't bad. know why you Steve, had him the number, so The numbers low. literally – the numbers literally say he's bad. 60.8% completion percentage, 6.0.8. That's tied with Justin Fields, the guy who you said can't hit the broadside of a barn. 24 touchdowns, 14 picks. I think I think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. He's the same situation as Russell Wilson, but you have him, you know, eight spots higher. Like, and Russell Wilson was much, much, much better before his disastrous season last year. He's way worse last year than Carr. No, he wasn't. 60.8% completion percentage for Derek Carr, 24 touchdowns, 14 picks. In a brand new offense. Derek, Russell Wilson stats last year, 60.5 completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, 11 picks. They're the same guy, except one was way better before an absolute joke. It's terrible. 16 and 11. You watch the games. The Raiders beat the Broncos twice. Derek Carr owned Russell Wilson last He's year. He's got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Russell Wilson cool. has. We watched five or six miserable primetime Russell Wilson football games. Derek Carr was never miserable. His coach was a joke. Did you hear what Sean Payton said today? His coach. What did he say? 
He said that he literally said that there was an it was a zoo going on over there. I'm paraphrasing, but there was a zoo going on over there. Maybe the worst NF coaching job in NFL history is what Sean Payton said. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I don't. That's I could be right. But and you're you're letting your your bias towards liking Derek Carr get in the way that he was. He had a good roster around him offensively, a good team around him, and put up horrible numbers. Well, it's a complete opposite. I mean, the, the the Raiders had a good offense, but they had no defense. The Broncos had a really good defense, but they didn't have the offense. They should have had. You're right. It was exactly opposite. So, like, they're the, they're the same guy to me, and that's why I have them so close in my rankings because I didn't let bias get in the way. But you also said that he was going from bad weapons to – he was getting an upgrade in weapons. He's going from Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, both all-pro players last year, uh, plus a good slot receiver in Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller tight end to um, Jamal Williams at running back. He's getting Chris Olave as his wide, wide receiver one, Michael Thomas for maybe two games, maybe two and a half games um, <laughs> of Michael Thomas. And then you got, you got a bunch of scrubs. Juwan Johnson's his tight end. Who? Juwan, like, they wow. suck. Like offensively, the roster is not nearly as good as the Oakland Raiders was last year. But I think the defense will help him out, and being in such a crappy division will help him out. Um, but there's no chance in hell Derek Carr wins a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I make it clear. I, I'm not going that far. I'm just saying that he can win one. He can. Yeah, I, I'm saying he can't. <laughs> there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Yeah, I think you had him way too low regardless. I could concede a couple spots, but to have him at freaking 20, no shot. No shot. I just don't get how you can have Russell so high and Derek like that big of a spread between those two because to me they're the same guy. And honestly, Deshaun Watson would be in the same category to me with coming off of a bad year. I mean, more or less we flipped those guys, so it's just our opinion of them, I guess. Um, it's probably somewhere in between. Now, all right. You got to finish your tier four for me. You have Dak at number 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dak, uh, to me, is basically the opposite of Kyler. Like, he's pretty limited with arm talent, not mobile anymore after the broken ankle. Um, but you talk about leadership. You talk about a guy who's going to, you know, take ownership, podium, say all the right things, no drama. Um, Dak's your guy. Obviously, flawed physically, makes some bad decisions here and there. Um, but solid. Solid quarterback. Um, and it sucks that he, like, he'd be ranked, you know, like talked about, I guess, not ranked, but talked about as much as a guy like Goff or Geno um, if he wasn't playing in Dallas. But uh, Dallas, you know, gets all the media hype and stuff. Yeah, so I had Jared Goff at 12, so a couple spots higher than you had him. Um, again, and again, for me, a, a whole tier higher than him. I think he he deserves a little bit more respect after what he put up last year, enough to where the Lions were like, wait a minute, we actually have a guy here. This isn't just some some average quarterback arm. I, I think he's, he's actually a guy. Um, and so that's why I had Jared Goff at 12. I think he can still trend a little bit upward. And um, I had Dak at 11, so also a little bit above – in terms of tiers, similar rankings, uh, he was pretty disappointing to finish the season last year, especially with the turnovers. Um, wasn't able to make the big plays when the boys needed it. 
and uh, he's had surrounding talent. You know, he, he'll throw for a lot, but hey, he's just not a top tier guy for me. Colin, Colin Coward has said it multiple times. He's a B plus quarterback, uh, and I, 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 to me, eleven's pretty high for Dak. I probably should put him lower. I, I just he was just not good at all last year, and and that's why I, you know, I I say that, but uh, nonetheless. I mean, in comparison to some of the other guys on that list, he's done more in his career in the playoffs. Um, he's going to put up stats. Like you know what you're getting. So in that sense, maybe a little bit better version of Jimmy. <laughs> so yeah, in that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's all fair. I we're pretty close on Dak. Moving into tier three, I mean, this is a. A debatable part of part of my list, but uh, tier three can win a Super Bowl with an elite team surrounding them, as well as an elite coaching staff. You know what team has an elite roster as well as an elite coaching staff? That would be the San Francisco 49ers and coming in at number 11 is Brock. Big Brock Purdy. And uh, the guy has proven everything to me. And uh, I know it's a it's a small sample size. Um, he's mobile enough to, to evade pass rushers. He has a strong enough arm. Um, he has a strong enough arm to complete all the throws that you need to. Um, he's not going to hit the 25 yard out like Mahomes might, but, um, he's, he's has a good enough arm to be a serviceable quarterback. Um, and you get what separates Brock from, from a lot of the, you know, the, the Kylers and the Goffs and the, uh, Geno's of the world is when you need a play he's able to make it and he can either make it with his legs. He can make it with his arm. Um, obviously completely turned around the, the 49ers season. Once they, uh, once they got McCaffrey and, his, and uh, uh, Jimmy went down. So that being said, I just, I don't think there would be uh, it, I don't think it'd be right. If I said that a uh, tier three would be complete without Brock Purdy in it. As a Niners fan, like I'm usually the most pessimistic person possible about about the team, but I really do. I see Drew Brees with a little bit of mobility in this guy, and um, pair him with an offensive guru like Shanahan, like Brees had, uh, Sean Payton, and um, magic's going to happen. So, what's your rebuttal? I know you have your own quarterback of your favorite team, much lower. Well, it's it's actually a, I, I don't disagree with you having him above all those other guys based on what he did last year. I mean, he was very, very good. I think he was better than Dak last year. He was better than Kyler and Gino and Goff and to uh, go down the list. I think he was. Um, I simply only docked him because I'm concerned about his health. That's it. That's it. And especially an elbow. So um, I really hope that he is a tier three quarterback for us this year. Uh, I, I think he's, like I said, he's shown everybody what he can do and what he can do was very good. And I don't know if it can be a whole lot better, but I would love to see what he did exactly last year. And that would put him right probably in that, that top 10, 11 conversation. I have no issue with that. It's just, I am docking him because I'm not sure he comes back the exact same. And especially with more film on him this year, there's going to he's going to face some more challenges. Yeah, my my favorite type of athlete to, you know, get behind or believe in um, are athletes with something to prove. 
And you just said a whole lot that this guy has to prove. Coming out of the draft, too small, um, not strong enough arm, uh, not, not mobile enough. Um, then you get to the NFL season. Oh, Niner season's over now that Jimmy's out. Um, it, this guy can't, can't lead them to the playoffs. Um, you, get to, uh, you get to the playoffs. Oh, he can't win a playoff game. Uh, this is all just a lucky run. Um, now he gets hurt. Um, our very own podcast host here was saying that he wouldn't be able to recover by the time the season happened. Hammers out recovery, rehab, back to it by training camp. Uh, you look at uh, you look at the doubters now. Oh, his his arm strength isn't going to be good enough because he got hurt. Another thing to prove, like there's just chips yeah. upon chips upon chips on this guy's shoulder, and he's going to prove every single one of them wrong. And chips in the elbow too. Uh, yeah, I it's it's remarkable. Zero chips in the elbow, actually. Oh, you know what I mean. Uh, just anchor, just anchors. <laughs> it's remarkable what he's done. And I have no doubt that he can overcome it. I just am saying he's lower because I'm unsure of it. That's all. That's all. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I guess I just believe in him more than you do. Okay. I Yeah, I, I hope he does everything that you just said. Uh, so, okay, moving into the top ten. Oh, we have a guy that we actually – have exactly right at 10. Both of us agree. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Captain Kirk, the premier epitome of you know what you're going to get, even more so than everybody else. He's been healthy. He's consistent. He can chuck it. He doesn't turn the ball over. You know what you're going to get. That's, that's pretty much all you can say about him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ditto. I mean, he's he is what he is at this point. Um, and you're going to get solid QB play out of him. It's he's really hasn't ever had a down year. Um, the, obviously the, the big games are the things that are bringing him down right now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just the questions and the reason he's not higher is because not just the big games, but like he hasn't done anything amazing either. He doesn't have that X factor where, Oh, you're down in the game. Two, two, 20 seconds left, Captain Kirk come is, it comes in to, to lead. The, he doesn't have that yet. He hasn't done that. Yeah, Kirk's like that local hometown pizza shop. Like, you know, it's it's pretty good. Like, you'll go there on a Thursday night when you don't have anything for, to, to cook up for dinner. Um, and you know what you're going to get, and it tastes pretty good. And uh, you're going to go home, for the most part, happy. Um, a little bit too much grease here and there, but, you know, he, he is what he is. I'd say more like a good burger bar versus like a pizza parlor. I mean, I feel like you got to <laughs> a little bit more, but all right. And then you have nine and we actually both agree on our number nine. Uh, this concludes your tier three. Um, I'm obviously, uh, I, and this, I'm in my tier three now uh, with, I actually had, but uh, did I clarify? I had Kyler, Derek, Jared, Dak, Kirk, and a couple more guys in my tier three. But this concludes your tier three. You're number nine yep. of Matt Stafford. Yep. Yeah, I mean, tier three can win a Super Bowl with an elite team and staff surrounding him. I mean, that was that was the Rams uh, in uh, – was that just 2022 or was that 2021, I guess? Technically, the Super Bowl was in 2022. 
Yeah, 2021 season. Okay, yeah. So, like, he's done it. Um, I think the biggest thing for Stafford is going to be health and uh, age and the team around him. Like, it looks like the Rams are heading in the wrong direction, um, dealing with some health stuff. So, like, similar to your concerns with Brock, those are my concerns with uh, with Stafford. But he's proven it, and that's that's why I have him a little bit higher. Yeah, I have him at 9-2. Like you say, guy who's done it. He's Kirk, but a little bit better because he's proven that he's won it. Uh, he will produce. It's just he's not an elite option at this stage of his career, and that's that's why he's only at 9 for me. Yep, uh, I'm with you. All right, so you're diving into Tier 2. I'm going to finish up with my Tier 3, and that's Aaron Rodgers at number 8. Um You know, he's still not far removed from his back-to-back MVP seasons. Uh, Not great last year, obviously, but reunited with Hackett. He has a chip on his shoulder, which could be very dangerous for Aaron Rodgers uh, or the rest of the league should be be watching out. He's the most skilled quarterback of all time, and that's why he's still in the top 10. You know, we we can't – he didn't just like similar to what you said about Russell Wilson, but I think it's more true for Aaron Rodgers. He didn't just magically lose all of his skill. He's still really good. He's going to have a really good system around him, a, a pretty good defense, a pr- pretty good weapons. Garrett Wilson, you know, you, you hopefully get Brees Hall back. I mean, this is this is going to be tough. I, I think he definitely leads the Jets to the playoffs. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers coming back with a vengeance here. And that's why I've got him as high as eight and at the top of my tier three. Yeah. A guy with something to prove where I'm only one off. I have Rodgers at seven. Um, and for all the men- things you mentioned, like, I think for me, like a guy with something to prove again is, is very dangerous. And Rodgers has a lot of people to prove wrong. So, uh, and also kudos to Aaron for taking a little pay cut today. He, uh, shrunk his cap hit a little bit, allowed the Jets to get some flexibility to go out and possibly add a Dalvin Cook or a defensive piece. So kudos to him for doing that. Um, my number eight, so going back to, to eight, is Lamar Jackson. Obviously, probably the best or second best quarterback runner of all time. He's uh, electric with the football in his hand. For me, like I have him one below Rodgers because some like he's missed a couple games the last few years where staying on the field is really important for me. As you get older, as a running quarterback, it becomes harder and harder to do so. Um, but I do definitely think that you can win a, a Super Bowl with just the good team surrounding Lamar Jackson. Um, the Ravens did get him some weapons, so um, Maybe this is the year where he kind of transformed himself into a run-first quarterback, into a pass-first, run-second quarterback. And I think once that clicks for him, he's he can he can be in the tier one. Like he has a talent to be a a carry a team to a Super Bowl type quarterback. Um, so time will tell with him, but uh, right now he's eighth for me. So I'll rebuttal you on Lamar in a second here. Uh, yep. You had you had Rodgers at seven. I had Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence at seven, uh, and this is in the mind. This is this is actually my one tier two quarterback. <laughs> I I think he's okay. he's not quite tier one yet. I don't think he's uh, tier three. I mean, you could maybe argue, you know, in that Aaron Rodgers tier, but uh, this is a rising star. Uh, he made a lot of progress last year, over four thousand yards. Uh, you could over you could twenty five and seven or twenty five and eight 
touchdown to picks. I mean, verge of a breakthrough season. He has some, a load of weapons this year. Now with uh, Calvin Ridley in the equation, Travis Etienne, second year off the injury. I think it was Liz Frank injury, I want to say. Um, yep. But Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram back. Man, this team could be very, very good. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I think he's still on the rise. So that's why I have him at seven. And I have Lamar at six. I have Lamar ahead of him. And I, I want to fight you a little bit on this. When Lamar is on the field, he's as nasty as Mahomes in, in just a little bit of different way. Um, and like I've said it before, I think since 2019, he has the highest winning percentage on the field behind Mahomes. Uh, the Ravens are a really, really good football team when Lamar is healthy, and that's why it's really cool that they ended up paying him and he's going to be back because the alternative wouldn't have been good. Um, and we all know he's a game-changing QB. He's done a little bit more in his career. He's a little bit more dynamic right now than Trevor Lawrence. That's why I couldn't put Lawrence ahead of him yet. I think Lamar still has that spot. Um, that's why I've got him at six, Lawrence at seven. You have Lawrence at six, Lamar at eight. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I think for me, I've, I've, you know, announced this a lot over the, over the last year with during the podcast, but I think availability is just so important for me. So that's, that's like the hair that I split to move Lamar down a little bit. He hasn't missed that many games though. I mean, how many times do we have to go through this? I mean, but how many games has Aaron missed or how many games has Lawrence missed in there in the last two years? Like none. And that's like missing Lamar for a game. You know, I think 14 games of Lamar Jackson or 17 games of Lawrence or Rogers. I would take the 17 games. Um, that's just me. I, I will say I would like to see Lamar throw the ball a little bit more effectively because he has regressed in that regard since his MVP season. So yeah, I'm hoping that uh, the time the time off gave his arm some time to recover. Maybe I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, that's I yeah I think in general like my rankings are a little skewed because I value delivering the football on time accurately, arm talent. Like I think that's a primary for me as a quarterback. So like a quarter at what, what I appreciate out of the quarterback position and everything else is kind of icing on the cake. So, um, yeah. 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 I just, I mean, for me, I just thought having Trevor Lawrence at six already was a little ambitious, but I mean, I, I have him at seven, so it's, <laughs> I mean, the guys, the guys, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that would disagree with that. Honestly, from both of us saying that he's way too high. Um, the guys on, the trajectory to be, you know, the next guy uh, at the top of the list type deal. All right. So, and, and for the record, Lamar Jackson is the last quarterback in my tier one. So, or, so the, the bottom quarterback in my tier one, I think Lamar is an elite option. Um, all right. Getting into the top five, this is where it gets fun for us. So you've got Jalen Hurts at five. Yeah. I mean, outside of, you know, my, my guy Herbert, I think he's probably one of my favorite players in the NFL just from his story and um, the willingness to improve your game every off season is super cool to see out of a young guy like him, like the willingness to work, um, develop and change uh, continuously improve is extremely impressive leadership, 
10 out of 10. Um, the thing for me is just the, the t- I think the team surrounding him inflates things a little bit. Um, obviously, the, the wedge QB sneaks inflates his touchdowns as a rusher. Um, you get probably, I was going to say three, but probably two Hall of Famers with uh, Lane Johnson and uh, Jason Kelsey on the offensive line. You got an elite receiver, 1A in A.J. Brown. You got an elite two receiver in Devontae Smith. You got a top five tight end. Um, you got a great young play caller in Sirianni, an elite running game. Like the guy has every single thing possible surrounding him to be uh, an elite quarterback, and he's taken advantage of it. Don't get me wrong, but I think if you look at it from the player itself and take out the situation a little bit, I think that's why Hertz is number five for me. Can win a Super Bowl, but they would need a, a really good team surrounding them. Uh, so he's he's still in my tier two, um, top five quarterback, no doubt. Um, I'm probably lower on him than most, but I think. Like I've said about other quarterbacks, I think if he makes the stride as a thrower, he becomes, you know, right up there with Mahomes easily um, if, if he makes strides as a thrower. And the other thing about it is I just don't – I don't like my quarterbacks, a la Cam Newton, to be running power-type rushes. I just think that's a bad recipe for long-term success. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I am on Jalen. I think he's amazing, uh, and I'm – probably a little lower on him than most, but uh, time will tell as some of these elite uh, offensive linemen start to phase out for the Eagles and he's asked to do more with his big contract. So the floor is yours, sir. Oh man. Well, he's not, he's not banging bodies like Cam Newton was either. Uh, I, to me, the, the reason. Well, yeah, he is. Not as much as Cam was like, design run up the gut like Jalen Hurts has a lot more protection when he's going I I, I don't know I I see a lot of hits for Jalen but I mean that's just me I guess okay you say can he carry his team to a Super Bowl win absolutely I mean we saw that he was right there and it wasn't due to him that they didn't win right I mean maybe the stupid fumble but like what, yeah, but I say he can still win a Super Bowl, but he needs a good team and coaching staff surrounding him, which he currently does, is was what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of guys need at least a good team around them. I I I have him at number two, Matt. He is he is right behind Mahomes for me. His rushing ability, the playmaking ability, he's an excellent throw of the football. We saw that last year. And like the reason I have him above. So I have Justin Herbert at number five. You cannot have Herbert above Hertz right now. No shot. The guy has barely made it to the playoffs. You can't say that Hertz needs a good team around him when Herbert has had a good team around him, and yet he still hasn't done anything with it. Like, does does he need does he not need a good staff? I mean, I'm <laughs> Brandon Staley. Like, Herbert needs a good staff too. Jalen Hurts has done everything in his power possible. He's shown everything. I mean, even above Burrow. I mean, what what's Burrow done that Hurts hasn't? Nothing. Hurts is better. I mean, you can. I mean, Burrow led a crappier team to the Super Bowl with the worst offensive line in the league. Like, what are we talking about here? It's, it's out of his control. Though. I mean, you, Burrow. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm trying to rank it based off of like how good they are as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, 
and Hertz has absolutely flourished. Burrow doesn't run the football, but I think Hertz can Hertz can't throw it like Burrow. Why can't he not? I think he can. How has he you not? Said, you said last year in the NFC Championship game preview, almost word for word, that Hertz's weakness is throwing the ball. So the Niners need to make him throw the ball. <laughs> Did you not? Uh, I may, I may have said that. I may have said that. <laughs> but, but that. That the statistics did not show that he was actually very effective at throwing the football. The problem was the Eagles had a hard time with the the rushing defense. I think it was rushing defense. Yeah. So I, I was saying the Niners should attack with the rushing. But anyways, whatever. I Hurts <laughs> proved me wrong. He did it in the Super Bowl. He he did it at the highest stage of the game that he, he proved to me everything I need to know. Like, I'd rather have him out there than Joe Burrow maybe getting hit, hobbling around, and then, you know, he, he can't even run the football. Like, what I'm saying, though, is, like, if you put – so you would take – let's say you put Burrow on the Eagles and Hurts on the Bengals. You don't think – It's bad for like, both of them. Like, that, that, you can't like, – It's great for Joe. What are you talking about? No, because he wouldn't be able to run the option and be a, a threat. They wouldn't. They wouldn't run game. that system, though. They he would have an all pro wide receiver. He okay. would have three all pro linemen. He would okay. have. So now you got like, Jalen Hurts with with Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Watch out, world! And then you still have Joe with Mick no O line. The option with that was a you know it was actually not a bad offensive line at the end there. Incredible patchwork for the Bengals. But, I mean, they were 23rd in the league in offensive line efficiency, but as a whole, but um, that's why, like I said, you know, you can maybe tempt me with Burrow, but you can't tempt me with Herbert. You cannot put Herbert above Hertz from what they've accomplished in their careers with very similar good offensive situations. Okay. Can I? So for me, I have Joe Burrow at number four in my still tier two. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, did I say Joe Burrow? No, I said ju just, sorry, okay. number four, Justin Herbert. Right. Uh, tier two, can win a Super Bowl with a good team and staff surrounding him. Um, I don't think he has a good coaching staff currently. I think Kellen Moore helps. I think Brandon Staley is an absolute joke of a coach. Um, last year, obviously losing Rayshon Slater, all pro left tackle. Um, you're looking at an offensive line. Corey Lindsley is the only uh, all pro guy on there. Um, versus the Eagles where you have three all-pro guys um, and two other pro bowlers. So um, in terms of offensive line play, it's a no question. Last year you had Keenan Allen coming off of a hammy and an injured Mike Williams um, versus A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I think anyone in their right mind would take the Eagles receivers over Chargers receivers. Um, and then you look at defense. Eagles obviously have one of the best defenses in the league, Chargers you know, in the mid twenties in terms of defensive ranking. So um, then the other factors into this are weaknesses. And like you had said last year, Hertz's arm is, is a slight weakness still in his game. I think he can improve it, but as it stands right now, uh, Justin Herbert is, you know, a top two or three thrower of the football in the, in the world. Um, you look at weaknesses in terms of standing tall in the pocket, the guy can still mobile enough to throw 
um, takes on big hits, played all of last year with broken ribs, um, didn't miss a single game. Um, I just, there's zero weaknesses in Justin Herbert's game that I can see. Um, and that's why I have him at number four. Um, and four only not higher because of uh, lack of playoff success, which is some somewhat out of his control. Well, and, and that's really the reason I had him at five is just because you're right. I, I love Herbert. I love everything about him, like you said. What he did last year on the broken ribs with a banged-up Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, bad offensive situation, he did an incredible job. Um, but there was some regression, and he hasn't been able to do it in the playoffs, and that's why he's only at five. I mean, we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. Yep. I mean, contract is a good sign. I just am adamant that right now, going into this year, you have to put Hurts above Herbert. That's that's my main qualm. Um, but, all right, Herbert at five. Uh, you had Herbert at four. I have Josh Allen at four, and you have Josh Allen at three. So, again, we're, we're really close here. Um, yep. Josh Allen, really, really not very sharp with his turnovers and completion percentage last year and almost duped people into thinking he was better, right? Uh, didn't win the big games last year. I think this is a make-or-break year for Josh Allen. I mean, there's a lot of pressure in Buffalo. I mean, there's some tension with Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen has a lot to prove this year. Um, obviously, he can run the football really effectively. He is the main running back. It's just they've got to figure something out in those big games because otherwise this window is closing for him. Yeah, agreed. I think everything you said there is spot on. He's got that, you know, the wild hair up his nose where he'll just, you know, sling a ball into triple coverage or run around with it in one hand and get stripped. Like, that's it. he's still in, he's my number third, but he's still in that tier two of can win a Super Bowl, but still needs, you know, uh, a great team surrounding him um, to fill in the gaps. And I think right now the Bills are, you know, missing a running game and missing some secondary weapons. But great, great, great player, one man wrecking crew. Um, and if he cleans up the turnover, shoot, the sky's the limit for him. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. Uh, you've got Joe Burrow at two. I've got Joe Burrow at three. So we're pretty close there. I mean, the guy's the guy's amazing. <laughs> he's he's probably the people's favorite quarterback at this point. <laughs> I mean, any of these guys: Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lamar. Pretty sure Trevor Lawrence, still Aaron Rodgers. You have to watch them when they set foot on the field because they're so dynamic. They're so fun to watch. What they're processing upstairs, their ability to execute is unrivaled by anybody. That's why they're in our top tiers. You have Burrow, though, a tier ahead of Allen, Herbert, and Hertz, et cetera. So what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I just think he's shown that he can he can carry a team to a Super Bowl. And I, I really don't think that Bengals team was that good when they got to the Super Bowl. Bad offensive line, mediocre defense. Um, and Zach Taylor was totally unproven. Like, where Burrow has taken the Bengals from where they were to where they are now, I think he can, he can carry probably 20. If you drop Burrow on 20 different teams around the league, I think he could carry them to a Super Bowl. Um, that's how high I am on Joe Burrow as, you know, a leader, um, delivers the football accurately, can move within the pocket. Great. Um, there's just no weaknesses to his game. 
um, and he's won games in the clutch. Like, I would say, you know, the top four or maybe two through four or two through five are really interchangeable, and it's really what what your preference are as as a viewer and fan. But um, shoot, Joe Burrow just has no weaknesses for me, other than running the football, which is why I've got Hurts above him. <laughs> I'll think he so. can still he's still quick enough to run the football um, and pick up first downs, but he's exponentially better than Hertz as a, as a thrower, which is the primary position or primary job of the quarterback position for me. Yeah. I mean, I may be being a little bit biased there with Hertz because of how good he was for my fantasy team last year, but he, uh, I still, I, I think higher, I think highly, I shouldn't say that. I think highly of Hertz's passing game. So, um, okay. That's uh, and then there's no question about it. We both have Mahomes number one. I have him in tier zero because there is nobody that you can even put in his tier. I mean, you're talking like maybe Tom Brady would in his prime could could compete with the tier zero Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, like that's it. There there is nobody who can make the plays that Mahomes makes at all these different arm slots on the run in the pocket throwing long, throwing short, winning the big games. He's unbelievable. He is an absolute magician on the football field. We're seeing greatness as we speak. He's knock on wood for Chiefs fans. He's been pretty durable outside of like a couple nicks and bruises that he's been able to play through. Uh, The guy is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's – He's, you know, Aaron Rodgers' physical talent mixed with Tom Brady's, like, mental brain. Like, it's, it's incredible what he's doing. The one thing I will say, though, like, we're, we've been talking a lot about circumstances and situations that you're delivered into, but he got to sit a year behind Alex Smith. He came in um, with, you know, the best offensive football coach of all time, in my, my opinion, in Andy Reid. He had a Hall of Famer in Tyreek Hill and a Hall of Famer in Travis Kelsey in his prime. So, like, I don't think we see Mahomes to this level um, without all of that going right for him. But as it stands right now, this guy could take the knowledge and info that he's gathered throughout his years. And I would say go on to damn near every NFL team and make them a Super Bowl contender is how good he is. So um, that's kudos to Patrick for uh, for being as good as he is. And, you know, like, I was kind of a hater last year with Tyreek Hill leaving and uh, he, he shut me up well. So uh, I just, I, yeah, I don't have enough good things to say about the guy. The Chiefs are absolutely unstoppable. I, I will talk about in the NFL preview, but I mean, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence now, Aaron Rodgers now, they're going to have a very hard time, very hard time taking down Patrick Mahomes for the next few years. Um, you know what team beat Patrick Mahomes twice last year was, right? <laughs> I'm very aware of who that was. Cincinnati Burroughs, man. Like I well, he's I mean, up there with him. Yeah. Going back to the playoffs and the and the regular season. Yeah, they beat him twice. Um Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think Mahomes is clearly a tier above, but like Kelsey's getting older. Um it's how, like I'm the most excited I am about the Chiefs is to see like how long they can stretch out this dynasty window with the current guys that they have. You know how New England kind of had to reinvent themselves going from, you know, yeah. defense primary and then, you know, like the two tight ends with uh, 
Gronk and Hernandez and uh, then moving over to like the Edelman era. So it's, it's fun to see teams uh, evolve like that, especially great ones. And it seems like Patrick can play, you know, any style QB that you need him to. So shoot. It's uh, as long as Andy reads there, I think they're in and Patrick is there. They're in, they're in really good hands. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's what, 27 years old and you've got Travis Kelsey who is what 34, but still playing like he's 26. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's aging at all. (laughs) That's the craziest part, especially at tight end. Like they utilize him in a way to, you know, maximize what he's good at. And it's, it's, it doesn't seem like they're slowing down anytime soon as much as you would logically think they might be. Wow. Wow. All right. So review of the top 10. I had Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. And you had Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. We did it. We're here. The top 30. made it to the end quarterbacks leading into 2023 it's been a year in the making i'm glad we finally got it done that was a fun episode yeah that was a lot of fun it's crazy to think you know no uh no brady no manning rogers last couple years we're uh and we're still in the golden era of quarterbacks like this was a lot of fun yeah and of course it'll be interesting to see if we shall <laughs> we shall see how uh, how the season plays out and uh, well, after this episode, we'll we, we'll we shall see with uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, what was the other disagreements uh, we had? Uh, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, um, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, uh, Brock. But yeah, it's really more just a, can he or can he not? So I I, I think uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch. It will be for sure. I'm excited for this season. We'll uh, hopefully see talk to everyone soon and uh, get some more episodes out here more frequently. NFL preview episode on the way with Rich Hamilton, bringing him back. We have a, a NFL gambling episode in the works as well. We'll see sports ethos expert Fish Fisher and maybe another special guest on that episode. And of course, the fantasy football episode we have to do one this year uh and i'm not afraid to come on here and, and give my thoughts and takes without exposing my strategy so uh i'm uh i, I, I think we'll have fun with that one as well <laughs> yeah i like it we'll see if i'm sick or not for that episode <laughs> sick, quote unquote all right remember guys follow us share us like us spotify apple podcasts Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Joe Randoms SN, the Joe Random Sports Network. Look forward to hearing from you and interacting with you once again. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.